Hey people, this is Klaas from Lord of the Lost and you are listening to the podcast Building Bridges. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Play it. Bit is down. Bit is down. Bit is down. Building Bridges. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. On today's podcast, we'll have the pleasure of speaking with Klaas Grenade, the bassist of Lord of the Lost since 2008. They won the German national final Unser Lied for Liverpool back in early March. The band was formed in Hamburg back in 2007. They were actually rejected from Germany 12 points last year for not being radio friendly enough. But luckily, they were chosen this year and actually won the televote by a wide margin with 146 points. We're so happy to have him with us today. Guten Tag, Klaas. Hey, you're welcome to see you three and thank you for listening to us. Awesome. Cool. Well, first of all, Klaas, how have you been since the national final? Uh, pretty good. I kind of start realizing what we're going to, to be and what our part is. Uh, since uh, it's easy to say, but it's hard to believe, like we represent Germany, like music, cultural wise. And that's pretty awesome. I mean, it gets pretty busy as well. Uh, we're getting a lot of requests to attempt in TV shows, radio shows, concerts, talk shows, whatever, everywhere. Mm. Um, but it, it's actually very very nice i mean we're very grateful and we like to talk to people we like to be part and if people are interested in us then uh, we give what people want yeah and you can all split up for interviews so that's very convenient right <laughs> yeah that's convenient because otherwise we were not able to do that and the good thing is like since we are very close friends uh we know almost everything from each other we know uh what we want as a band and uh so at some point we can represent almost everybody in the band at any time yeah. so that's pretty nice convenient convenient yeah well how did you feel in that moment when you found out that you were the winners of Unsalit for liverpool uh i just posted a picture today uh from a tv screen from my sister mm -hmm. uh on that picture i just i'm standing and i just look down and I've, I looked like pretty empty mm -hmm. and at some point I was thinking about what would happen if I win or if we win and uh, how I would react like if I start crying <laughs> and I spent time uh, to think about it but when it happened I was just like uh, still overwhelmed it's like oh oh wait wait so it was like uh yeah, it's just crazy. And then it, it came like, what the fuck? And then uh, I think you just scream because everybody screams and everybody's cheering. And then it's like, yeah, hey, it's more like everybody else uh, is doing that. So, yeah, let's follow all the others. And uh, yeah. it, it's just crazy. But, uh, yeah, it was really, really nice. What hard to believe. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. So, class, I was watching from, from over here, and I've got to admit, I was pretty shocked after the jury points yeah. came in. Uh, you guys were in fifth place, only 43 points from them. 
How yeah. how were you guys feeling at that moment uh, after those jury points came in? What was the atmosphere like for you in in the green room? Uh, yeah, it felt like uh, okay, uh, good that we didn't expect <laughs> to win. So it was like, hey, that's it. And at some point, it was okay since we knew we uh, we had a lot of followers that were ready to to vote for us, and it got spread. Uh, everywhere to to animate everybody so uh, it felt a bit empty of course it was like oh maybe they will give us points and then oh no they don't give us points and i was like hmm. <laughs> it's of course it feels like uh disappointing i mean at mm. some point you 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 deal you dealt with it and everybody likes to have points and that moment was gonna be like hmm. and yeah so in the end i was like okay will church got uh the, the pole position and he will also have some uh some votes it's, it's really hard there's so many things i also asked uh, jared next to me so many times like okay after those votes what kind of votes are coming no it's the only <laughs> ones to say really i thought it was more no uh, uh. so so I, I was completely empty but um it was really surprising when it was like we had like 189 uh points or something I always compared like with those Bud Spencer movies where no chance, but then Bud Spencer just with his hand, he just hits somebody yes. on the head and everything <laughs> is broken. And we just came and just like slept and won that thing with no doubt in yeah. the end. It was like, what the fuck? Crazy. Exactly. Because the, the Punkte Vergabe continued, right? So you got all these points. You overwhelmingly got all the points from the German public. So did, yeah. did it feel maybe more special? that it was them that gave you the win and not the juries? Uh, yeah. I mean, we always uh, built on the fan base, that the fan base is at some point everything that uh, gives us the reason to be. Or let's say we started something, but uh, people appreciated it. So they made us keep going uh, with music and having fun and traveling the world. and. And at some point, there are just a few people that decide something, if they like it or not, and seem to represent a whole nation. But in the end, uh, I think not only Germans, but everywhere, or, or at this time only Germans, it's, uh, it feels good if the majority of people likes what we do and not a few people uh, that think or being chosen to be the wise ones to have like taste or something it's always good to have the people in the back and not the government mm. kind of <laughs> class the fact is that you gained um, even bigger fan base by winning um, the german national selection yes uh, tell me more about the reactions from eurovision fans um have the reactions been any different from your old loyal fans uh I actually really enjoy the new fan base so far if I know if I know them or if I, I uh, have the bigger picture of it um, because at some point the Eurovision fans in general uh, really fit to what we are I think uh, since we were always very welcoming to all kinds of people and also inviting people to heavy music that were weren't weren't there before uh, because we don't exclude anybody and it's just about inviting and also pretty enjoy like for example in our neighborhood uh, 
the St. Pauli in Hamburg, Schipperbahn. We have a very strong uh, gay scene or even LGBTQ plus and stuff like that. And they really celebrated that uh, they also found a voice with us and were also no learning to know more people out of the scene because of that. And it's just a big support thing that the whole neighborhood that is very colorful, very everything uh, is really um, standing behind us really. Uh, and that's what I realized the most what the neighborhood uh, that is also very close to the Eurovision uh, is getting up to support us and to, to cheer. And but also when I was walking with my dogs and my parents, people in the neighborhood making the garden, <laughs> just like hey, um, good luck with it, and you know it's it's uh, pretty nice. Actually, the mayor of the village today, he also just came out when we passed by to to salute me and to wish me all the best. So uh, yeah, let's say in the end, uh, it's not only the Eurovision fan base; it's actually everybody at some point is really like. Uh, defending the country, not in the bad way, but like, or representing the country. It's like, yeah, and it feels good. It seems like most of the people think we're the right people to, to do that. And that's, that gives a lot of uh, motivation to bring this one home. Well, that's what I actually wanted to talk to you about. I don't know if you're comfortable with talking about this, but um, the former spokesperson of AfD the very right-wing party in Germany, Frau Kepetri, tweeted that yeah. uh, normal citizens wouldn't want to be represented by these pink men. And you guys responded to right. that um, with a very clear statement. Um, yeah. I mean, how right. was that for you? That must have been pretty wild. Uh, it felt pretty wild because uh, we never happened in that kind of uh, sphere. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like... Uh, we were reading about it that but we've never been part of it uh, and that's kind of the mainstream we're in mm -hmm. and it was kind of obvious that kind some kind of a statement had to come from such a person and in the end uh it was very helpful for us i mean that person showed to a lot of people in germany again how stupid it, it is what they what they put out But in the end, uh, it's, we gain more followers. Like, okay, we are against such right-wing parties and those stupid people. So there's another reason to support Lord of the Lost even more, even though we don't like the music, even though, even though we don't like the Eurovision. And also in my, uh, like in, in the neighborhood, like the rock bars, the punk rock bars where I worked as a DJ once and also we go there and Also, the, the punk rock fan base and the alternatives, they kind of getting up because of uh, the, the greater cause, the a good reason to support us because then they support good, uh, I don't know, the right idea to make Germany colorful and open our, uh, more open to, to new things and more diversity. In general, I think it it becomes a bit of a political thing, 
um, but it's it's all right that uh, beside the music that there's uh, something to change for a better better for a good cause i think yeah it proved your standing even more as a band yeah, yeah. but well uh let's not waste more time on these stupid people um, right <laughs> you are not only busy with eurovision but also with your tour at the same time how can you make yeah. these two things work together did you have to cancel some stuff for eurovision or um, uh, the, the thing is we have a, uh, a south america tour with yeah. mexico as well and and we 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 cannot and we don't want to cancel that so let's say we have to put more appointments into the weeks before we have to go to south america mm -hmm. and since we leave to liverpool quite early there's still almost two weeks in liverpool to follow the need of the eurovision fans and the eurovision com community not community committee i mean the the yeah delegation but uh we're pretty busy until we leave germany for south america and it's funny that we're just becoming big in europe and the first thing we do is we're leaving europe to go <laughs> to south america <laughs> but but it's just uh, like it's just a uh, uh yeah an accident that everything happens together and the good thing is everything fits well but we didn't plan too much i mean we also got surprised attending eurovision and winning Eurovision for Germany in so many things. It's uh, crazy, but I think that's that's nice that uh, it surprises us as well again and again. So yeah. and, and we still need to, and we want to please the fans everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we don't also want to let the South American fans wait too long. That's why they also deserve to, to see a show. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think more people across Europe knew you anyway already, maybe from your tour with Iron Maiden. Yeah, that helped a lot. So, so yeah, so can you kind of give us some some memories of that and like how how I, I just can't even imagine how it must have been. Like you must have been starstruck backstage. You know, was there ever a point where you were like, oh my god, that's Steve Harris? Yeah, that was actually, of course, the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and when he was, I don't know, where it was in Zagreb or something, where he just happened to be in the backstage area it was a soccer stadium where all the soccer stars were on the walls as posters and then he appeared there and said hey guys how are you doing and i said hey uh, hi and, <laughs> and uh yeah that was pretty wild and um he's very friendly he's very out he reaches out to us to talk to us and and uh yeah it was he was pretty nice and he also said like hey i want that you have a good time and if something is wrong just come to me directly so because i want and we want the band wants that you feel good here and mm. that was pretty amazing and he became something like a good colleague a friend because he checked in uh oh wow uh always he watched the shows that's that's pretty ridiculous if one of the biggest idols in playing bass and everything being a metal god for some people <laughs> um watches your show because he likes your music and he likes the show and that's um pretty awesome that's yeah it, it is as awesome as it sounds i think yeah <laughs> excellent 
Speaking of wild classes, yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit yeah. about maybe some uh, staging for Liverpool. From what you can tell us, is yeah. um, the staging going yeah. to change for for Eurovision from what we saw in Cologne, or is there anything you can tell us? Um, so, what can we expect? Uh, I think most likely it is uh, similar to what we did already um, because we try to be. be us on stage so we we uh just talked about how we move and if we change sides like during the rehearsals like how does the stage feel how do we use the stage like we do every time we just go on stage so there's not much like a chore choreography um because we just want to present a good rock show and it if in our opinion uh, it, it's not thought through like uh, a musical or something <clears throat> what we can say is we just pump it up <laughs> we just grow with the size of a stage at some point and of course it will be a bit more blood a bit more glitter so <laughs> to say i was going to say that because when when the show happened i i even told the boys i said you guys look almost like you're you're constrained like there were nine very different songs in cologne but it almost looked like the stage was too small for you guys yeah like everyone else had to fill the stage but your staging was like you were almost trapped a little bit so yeah we really had to think about like okay what can we do how close can we and uh it was more like the smaller stage like compared to a stage like Iron Maiden or something, and and we 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 we, we do good in a small stage, um, but most likely in front of audience just rocking out. But for that purpose, it was slightly too small. But it was all right. I mean, we we take every stage um, by the horns to so to say, um, whatever the people give us, we take it and make the best out of it. You know, that's a good thing because you won a national selection. You will have this bigger stage and you will have to, yeah. you could, you will be able to make this big show. You know, we are all waiting for. But speaking yeah. of uh, upcoming Eurovision journey, the lineup for the Eurovision Song Contest is complete. Um, did you manage uh, to listen to any of the other competing songs yet? We know that you have full schedule, um, but yeah. did you have a time to listen? Maybe do you have a particular song that you uh, like? I am a big fan of this. What is it? Let three? No, these. Yeah. Oh, Croatia. I really want to meet those guys. I, I think they're so funny, so cool, and so artistic. They make this event so colorful and crazy and super entertaining yeah uh I, i'm actually uh, such a fan of them and their videos they do on tiktok and instagram the dude with a big mustache and and he <laughs> he uh, he holds his balls always in the camera <laughs> and it's it's awesome it's it's so good uh, i really enjoy that it's so cool yeah i, I have to say that i'm not surprised by your answer because like you're I, I think both of these countries they're showing something else both artistically and both in a way that you know they're standing out from the rest of it so this yeah. is kind of it makes sense um, right and in this kind of a way um apart from Probably, it, I know the answer, but like, what is uh, that you're most lo looking forward to in Liverpool? At the end of the day, it's a city of music, you know. The, um, yeah. What are your expectations from uh, getting there? 
I really want to know the the people, the musicians better, like we did uh, in Cologne, uh, just to see the people behind the show. Uh, yeah, just gaining new friends, making friends, uh, and just to to enjoy everything and have great stories. After all, you know, like yeah. because uh, the Eurovision will be over. But hopefully we're going to have like a ton of amazing, also crazy stories to tell. Definitely. And with with such crazy people being there as well to uh, <laughs> to playing their songs, it's it can be just pretty amazing. And yeah, I don't know. I hope it is as crazy as it appears this year. Yeah, I'm just imagining what would happen if Lord of the Lost and Let Free would collaborate. Oh, that would be super wild! <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a good attempt. You can it's you fun, guys can get it? in touch in Liverpool for that. Yeah, right. And it's not too far away. I mean, we always try to to make collaborations that don't seem too obvious because then it's just like surprising and it it creates something new. Yeah. You know, if you if you mix it up and everything is allowed if you just think it and if you want to do it so i want to meet those guys because it was so fun it was so fun i mean maybe they are not cool i don't know but <laughs> from what i have seen i just want yeah. to say hi and uh telling them how much i love their crazy stuff wow well after touring with iron maiden i don't know if i should ask this or not but you, you compare that to eurovision are there going to be any nerves or are you guys just as cool as cucumbers now uh it's super crazy and we I, I was super nervous the day on the pre uh finals for for germany um it's so different from something like iron maiden sometimes i was a bit nervous with iron maiden as well but the situation was normal at some point i mean the first show with iron maiden was super crazy it was like what the fuck what happens because we did not know the reactions of the fans but luckily they they liked us more and more every show um but we knew the stage we knew how to do that and but uh, now there were cameras mm. and they were walking around you and you don't know if you have to follow the cameras and if you make a stupid face like it might be that this <laughs> stupid face stays forever and becomes the next meme or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it can be very nice but that was just like wow this was crazy and we're luckily we have to perform the song multiple times before the tv show itself so we are we are hopefully getting used to it and getting more familiar more comfortable with this tv show uh setup that uh, we can nail it even better i hope you know because we we just of course we we the only thing we expect to become is the last place and <laughs> we try to to become number one because otherwise i mean everybody should try and we try as hard as we always do to just uh yeah for every day for every show always always 100 percent. yeah i think you can be pretty confident I think you shouldn't yeah. worry too much about it. Yeah, that. there's no yeah. last place in the yeah. future. No. no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially for Germany. We were last place like the last 10 years. So yeah. <laughs> we already won here. Yeah. So yeah. We, we can't lose. Or let's say we can't lose. Yeah. But we, we want to win. We want to win.
connected to that. Like uh, Germany in the last few years, for an exception in 2018, didn't do well in Eurovision. Does that make any pressure on you? It's something that you're thinking about or you're just letting you guys be what you are and just embrace it? I mean, I embrace it. You mean like if it makes me nervous, how many people supporting us or... In, in a way that Germany didn't do well in the Eurovision in the past, if that makes uh -huh. more pressure for you guys, you know, no. to take more I'm actually happy. I am more confident with the feeling that uh, we kind of sucked for such a long time that we can only do better. There's nothing to lose. That's a good thing. So we can actually just get out and we, we, it, it can't get worse. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Germany had won the last five years and you had to follow that. That yes. would be a bigger pressure, probably. Yeah, Im imagining yeah. we would be like uh, Mercedes, McLaren, like uh, winning eight times in a row and then and you have to follow this uh, uh, and become number one or you just lose. And that must, this is horrible. So better, I'm happy that uh, we're the phoenix out of the ashes at some point. Even though Aww. if we fail and just fall down afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's all right. That's beautiful. So the yeah. best position we can ever have. Yeah. Well, class, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and having you over here. Um, do you maybe have some final words and a message to our listeners from all over the world? Uh, first, thank you for listening to us. And it's a pleasure. And uh, yeah, keep listening to these amazing guys. I don't know. Are you always these, you three? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool because the questions were very, very nice and friendly. And I like to uh, talk to you guys and yeah, stay with these uh, lovely guys and <laughs> yeah. And enjoy the Eurovision. Whoever may win, uh, just feel entertained. Thank you so much once again. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure having you here. And I think I can talk in the name of all of us to wish you best of luck. We're all yeah. so excited. Thank you and uh, hope to hope to talk to you again. Maybe, I don't know when, afterwards, in the meantime, <laughs> whenever you feel it's interesting and your followers and listeners are interested in the topic. So, hey, let's do that. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You so much. Dankeschön. All right, bitteschön. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.